This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 8, No One Can Pronounce the Imperial Inquisition. All right, welcome. This is episode eight of the Traxxas Sector Warcast. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderson. Uh, what are we doing today, John? Fast on the heels of those ugly orcs, we have the hammer. Torquemada Cotez is arriving via Dropus Potus this week. We also closed our store championships this season, season this past weekend. And as for our How to Beat Him segment, Strachan did really well, so let's talk about him. And we want to continue our discovery of the 40K universe. Strachan, so t- talk to us. You're the one that played most recently in the store championship, John. I- I'd l- love to hear what you think. We talked a little bit about it online. Steve, uh, a repeat winner of the store championships, brought Strachan to the table this time. So yeah, he was. hear more about that. <clears throat> I think he was playing a very similar deck, uh, Astro Militarum with Space Marine Allies. And uh, the thing with Strachan, I mean, you are always constantly going to be able to churn out those soldiers and they're decent units for decent cost. I mean, most of them are going to be two twos, two ones. If you put Strack in there, all of a sudden you got everybody's hitting for an extra extra one. Right. It, it's it's uh, you know I, I think it's a really good offensive deck. But the thing that Astro Militarium brings is now you've got Steel Legion Chimera, so you're preventing damage. You've got the Rock Creek Bunkers, which are preventing more damage. And did Steve have those some of those in there? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then. And the one I played, uh, there were two Strachan decks, and one of the decks I played, I was playing against him, and the, the guy prevented 10 damage on me between his three Rock Creek bunkers that he had out. 10 damage. When, you're, <laughs> when, when you are hitting things and over round and round and round of combat, and it's these big units are just taking one or, or preventing it, no, it, it, it really can wear on your units. Meanwhile, he's, he's firing back, and I'm taking... One, even only one or two damage, but then my units are wearing out, right? Right, right. Uh, and then also with Astro Militarium, you've got the wonderful Suppressive Fire and Preemptive Barrage. I mean, all of a sudden you can give three units uh, range with Preemptive Barrage, or with Suppressive? No, I'm sorry. With pre- Pre- preventive mm-hmm. Barrage, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of a sudden you're figuring, all right, we're going to get to combat. Nope, I'm going to have three units out there that are probably two twos. Uh, maybe... If they're if they're with Strachan, they've got three twos, and now they've got range. So half my units are going to disappear. My one big unit's going to disappear. My warlord's going to get bloody. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. all, all all kinds of stuff that happens. Well, and that's what the Chimera does, right? I mean, I I played. You mean the Astro Militarum? Astro. Well, no, no. Chimera, I'm talking about this, but the Steel Legion Chimera throws off oh. all that combat math. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So all of a sudden, you're like, okay, wait, you're doing two. It's it's not quite as bad as flying because. For whatever reason, flying is easier to calculate. You're like, okay, boom. Like, you know you're going to do that. But Steel Agent, because flying is one unit, Steel Agent Chimera yeah. affects all non-vehicles, right? right. So Is it, does it tr- trigger once per phase? or is it just No, every per, time. Every time a unit Every time a, a, a unit is assigned by an attack. Yeah, it's got to right? be by so an attack. It's got to be, in, yeah, it's gotta it's gotta be, be an attack. attack. Um, yeah, but, the, the deck I was playing, I, I, was, uh, I was playing against... Uh, <laughs> guy named Zach, and he was playing very, very heavy vehicle decks, and he had a couple of Valkyries out. So they're flying, so they're going to be taking half damage from my units, and then he has Rock Creek Bunker out. So, unless I'm hitting him for four damage consistently around, I'm only going to get one through. See, that's interesting, because that's the Valkyrie basically starting a trend we haven't seen happen yet. 
because it was the first, as far as I can think of, it's the first of the flying units when you go, this is flying and a pretty damn good unit, period. Right. You yeah, know, it's got a heck of an attack. Yeah, right? a really hard hitter. So. Yeah, and then, I mean, he had dozer blades Cause to it was put on there. <laughs> four, four, and then the dozer blade gives it plus two hit points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It was it was and, tough to get rid of. And I was so, I was playing Kugoth against it, so so I, let's think oh, about this. So Kugoth can work a little bit better, yeah, right? Because you're hitting him for one and then moving. Yeah, one I mean, over. I was doing damage so you're to doing it. Two. I was doing damage to it constantly. Yeah, even out of battle because I had rotten plague bearers. I was okay. I'll do one damage there. I'm uh, only yeah. doing one damage, so he's, the the flying doesn't help it. Right, right. But then he's like, ah, as it started getting as units started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Or, I'm sorry, so Junior started getting more and more damage on it. Then he started preventing it, keeping those things alive at planet after planet after planet wow. with the Rock Creek bunkers. I yeah. mean, it was, it was, yeah. he really piloted the deck well. Well, that's the other thing there. I suppose between the bunkers, um, Canton Outpost, the huge variety of other nasty things we've got hanging around from bringing back Space Marines, is there an argument for support destruction? For thinking about those few against, cards that people have got? Against Astro Militarum, yeah. yeah just, just because, them on hand. well, Inquisitional Fortress, um, that's going to route a big unit that maybe you can't handle. It's going to pump your uh, uh, your infantry conscripts if you're having to play in those guys. You've got the Rock Creek bunkers, which mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they disappear, but you know, prevent basically prevent four damage. You've got your Catechin outposts. Mm -hmm. uh, Stracking command's got the uh, uh, Omega Command Zero. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, well, I mean, yeah, the Omega I'm Command Zero. Yeah. Well, and 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 I've. I've tried some of that stuff, so I've tried like Death Skull Ludus. Like mm -hmm. you put in a couple of those into an orc deck or or an orc uh, as an orc ally, um, and then you know the squig squig bombing squig was bomb. that mm -hmm. early yes. core set card. I don't think I've used that, but the because de of Death Skull Ludus is so much more economically feasible. Mm -hmm. Like you attack, and with each attack you get to whenever you do damage, you get to destroy a support. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a, that's a huge thing, right? But I, I haven't found a lot of success with it, mostly because I I haven't been playing orcs. Now I, I have an or old Zogwarts deck that I don't have any Ludas in, but yes, that is a consideration. Like you want to be able to destroy, especially the, especially considering how powerful each of the signature yeah. warlord support or mm -hmm. signature warlord support cards is. There, each one is just oh, like we're talking about, you know. Uh, <laughs> TC <laughs> TC is coming out today or the, you know the next couple days and so so he has that black ship one where you it, whenever you sacrifice a unit if you have that black ship you can exhaust it to put two guardsman tokens into play right so I mean think about mystic wardens and and any any other sacrificial like anybody anytime you sacrifice uh, a non-token unit right yeah. a non-token unit becomes two guardsmen so uh, you can't sacrifice uh, snotlings or, mm. or guardsmen to it and then get more guardsmen. But wow, yeah, right? Like, that sacrifice going, mechanic is pretty awesome. Am I going mad? Isn't there something in bodyguard? Is that involving sacrifice military damage or something? Or am I making stuff up? No, no bodyguard is a forced reaction. It's a forced reaction, okay. yeah. yeah. The, when another unit is assigned damage at the Put same planet, then yeah. you, move one unit over, you move one damage over to the bodyguard. Right. And it, it, so, so as we're... It, and I, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I, will I will give that caveat. But so you have the Steel Legion Chimera, which is a reaction. You have a Bodyguard, which is a forced reaction. So forced reactions take priority over reactions. So mm -hmm. the Bodyguard, if you have a Bodyguard in play, that damage will be moved over to the Bodyguard unit before the Steel Legion Chimera is, Chimera is prevented. Right. 
And oh, then, really? okay. right. And also, so, I mean, bodyguard will bodyguard will throw itself in front of the steel steel legion chimera. <laughs> Oddly enough. Yeah, and, and, and um, you know, and another support that Astro Militarum's got that we, I didn't mention. I haven't seen it, but I think this is, it has incredible potential. Is staging ground. Oh no! It's yeah, it's oh, getting there. Boy, yeah, you, we haven't you, we haven't seen it a lot because we haven't. I mean, Zog. Last time we were recording, we were waiting for Zogor's curse to arrive. Right. Three weeks later, to the day, mm. we're sitting here recording and we're waiting for Threat Beyond to arrive. <laughs> yeah. I have played with Zogor's curse in real life twice. <laughs> I played it with it online twice. That's it. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the sum total of my experience with that pack, four pack. But staging ground is awesome. Well, you know? so many things that you can play out of Orc and Astro Militarum, uh, because Staging Ground is not loyal. Steel Ch Legion Chimera is not loyal, which I can't believe. That's crazy that that's not loyal. But um, Staging Ground not being loyal, so many two-cost units that you can play as a deploy, which basically now all of a sudden you can have an arm, an ambush army, everything and, and that's kind of, uh, I've built a Zogward deck. I haven't played it much, but, I mean, that's the idea behind my Zogward is I'm going to have Stotlings coming out. I've got units I'm ambushing out. And while I'm using Zogward and his Snotlings to control what planets I want to take, ideally, um, at whatever planet the other Warlords go into, I am going to be ambushing stuff out of my hand to be just pinging away at him, pinging away yep. at him, pinging away at him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. yep. That's what people people have... I've, I've seen some discussions online about how powerful that is, right? You st now, now with Staging Ground, you still need to... You're deploying the unit. You still got to pay for it, So yeah. you pay for it. So mm -hmm. it's not... Uh, when but I first looked at it, I think I went, oh my god, this is amazing. Oh, wait. Oh, you're deploying it. Okay, never yeah. mind. It's not an, right, economic, still, it's not an economic card. It's, yeah. not, it's not just put it into play. Right, but I mean, you play with you play with units um, that are one or two cost, like Rattling Deadeye. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You play... Um, yeah. Uh, you play some of the, maybe the cost reducers like Crushface, right? Every time you deploy mm -hmm. an orc, orc unit with him, uh, mm -hmm. you reduce the cost by one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a new a orc... Unit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Crush, Crush Face is the unique orc unit. Uh, he's a 2-3 command. Wow, okay. Yeah, he's in the core. He's yeah, the he, core. he's 3-cost, oh, so, you, can, so you, can't okay. use, you can't use the staging ground to get him out. Sure, my old knowledge very well. Uh. <laughs> but, I mean, if he's already at a planet and somebody's expecting, hey, you know, you've only got, you've only got two resources, so I might only have to face one other unit. Maybe you're facing now all of a sudden two, but... You know, staging ground and rattling deadeye who has range. You weren't expecting range. Now we got ranged. Yeah. yeah. Catacan outpost, yeah, which yeah. isn't loyal. Well, I'm gonna say outpost plus that trick there is extremely nasty. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's what I. That's what, ambushing range. That's what I have is I'm learning how to play. Like you save your catacan out. You don't use your catacan early, right? You use it in the later stages of any combat, and you use it on the snotling. <laughs> so the snotling goes. Yeah. All of a sudden, the snotling's three one. Poof. So then. Now they're they're all you know. I found my opponents to be a little preoccupied with the snotlings because mm -hmm. they don't want the snotling to be a three-one, yep. right? And it's easier to take out a snotling than it is to take anything. But I think I've played it f four times total. The last time I played it in real life, played against the uh, guy playing on she Joe. He he was this total escape a couple weeks ago, and um, and I had the final co the combat on the last planet. What ended up being the last planet? Planet I think it was four. In real in, in real time, right? So the fourth planet, fourth turn, and we're playing. And I had eight individual unique, to uh, uni eight unique snotlings take part in combat <laughs> between them de being destroyed because I had the hovel in play. So the hovel every time the Zogwar was attacked, the snotling comes in. 
every time. A, uh, but then he had a signature attachment, so then whenever a snotling went out of play, I, I exhausted that to bring one in. I had eight different snotlings in this helmet. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was like, bah, 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 bah. and I actually set them aside so I could count. <laughs> I have to bring this other but, one in, by the way. I did a quick one early in the, in the week with, um, I was saying earlier about tactical squad Cardenas and, and Hordes of Eldar. I, um, I had the, um, the comment of where are these all, all these Marines coming from? In the like start of the combat with nothing. I think I had like an eager recruit from last combat. He kills it. I drop pod a um, tactical squad Gardinis. He's all okay, fine. It does some damage. He kills it. Um, it comes back to my hand instead because of the sepulchre. Right, okay? right, right, right. Then I play drop pod again to pull a like, tactical Gardinis. He goes, he kills it. <laughs> then finally I play the other one because I've got veteran Abraxas down. He's like, where are these marines coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Just being swarmed by them. <laughs> all right, so so John, tell us a little. So we've talked a little bit about. Strachan and, and Astro Militarum, but let's. I want to hear about the tournament. I want to hear about the championship. That's cool. So, so, okay. You know, there were n- there were nine people. Right? Yeah, we played at Atomic Goblin Games down in Longmont. Uh, nine pe- nine players showed up. Uh, shout out to JJ who was running the tournament there. Uh, Chaos represented at this tournament. <laughs> yeah, there were five Chaos <laughs> decks. Uh, me being one of them. Two Astro Militarum decks. Two Space Marine decks. Uh, the Space Marines were split. For for clarity's sake. To a listener, we want to make sure that two of those chaos decks were vainglory decks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The three, three, war, three of the warlords of the chaos decks were Zarathur. Of those three Zarathur decks, two of them were playing vainglories. Okay, okay. so that it wasn't didn't matter who the who the warlord was. Apparently, it was the vainglory decks. Okay, all right. And then uh, two uh, Kug- uh, another player and myself were playing Kugath. Two players were playing Strachan. One player was playing Ragnar. One player was playing Kato. And uh, the final four. So there was there wasn't any Anshi. Wasn't any Anshi. There wasn't any. I don't know if everybody got burned out on Anshi. Because I, you know, I think that's the thing. Five five chaos, two AM, two Space Marine. Yeah. So four factions weren't represented. Right. Wow. Uh, nine that's nine Pearson. Pearson. Yeah, I guess so. You know, every, everybody. I don't know if they got tired of Anshi or wanted to try something different. Or, I mean, obviously the armor bane area effect. I think. Is incredibly powerful effect, and that's obviously probably what, what how you can beat Strachan. I think it's obviously how you maybe how you beat any warlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stuff that does prevent damage from an attack, um, or or uh, things like that. You know, uh, when you when you're not necessarily doing when you're doing an area effect, uh, you can shield it obviously if it's not armor main, but then. Some of the tricks don't work. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think with the damage moving and the and the like rock creeks and the steel legion cameras, I think armor bane, you know, astro militarum could actually be the answer, Tanchi. Right? I mean, you yeah. all, you all, you won, you got second with one core against Kyle's on she deck, and. I've got to believe part of that was because you were able to prevent stuff like oh yeah because yeah. in Strachan's and we'll talk about how to beat Strachan but one of his cards one of the signature cards is Glorious Intervention which is after a unit is assigned damage by an attack sacrifice a soldier or warrior unit same planet to prevent all that damage then deal X damage to the attacker where X is a sacrifice unit and you can do it to the person being attacked right so you can sack yep. the person mm. who's taking yeah. the damage prevent his damage but you're sacking him to do the uh, yeah. Attack. He's so. dying anyway from armor base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can totally. He can gloriously throw himself <laughs> on the laser pistol or yeah, whatever. I, it I, is. Get, I think it's worth poking in there that I think whilst you're losing the shielding card effects from against Zonshi, 
the other damage prevention. In my experience, Onshi tends to do kind of do exactly the right amount of damage, just ignoring shields. So the moment you mess that math up, I think immediately his power drops down sharply. He can't go, that's dead. Don't care what you're doing, that's, de that's going yeah, away, that's, that's dead. Definitely. You go, yeah. nah, prevent one of those. Oh, okay. That's now now yeah, I'm getting hit back and I can't really take it. There's not really the overkill that sometimes you can see coming out of the chaos yeah. decks. Yeah, it's not, his, not his deal generally, yeah. And, and, and just like any other card game, right? The, the, the new hotness, that new card, mm -hmm. seems... It might seem quite powerful, but it takes some adjustment, and as soon as players adjust, mm -hmm. then then it ba everything kind of balances out. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's well, so so uh, getting back to the tournament, the final four, uh, Zach was playing uh, Astro Militarum with Space Marine allies, and uh, he was he was the one he was piloting the deck that had the, a lot of vehicles. It was a heavy vehicle deck, he said, uh, and he faced off against Kyle, who was playing Chaos and Dark Elder. And then uh, Richard was was playing Space Marines with Ragnar, and I, I believe his I believe his ally might have had some might have had some uh, uh, Astro Militarum in there. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was it was um, Tau because I remember the Honor Librarian and the Ion Rifle. And then uh, he faced off against Steven, who was uh, playing the other Astro Militarum Space Marine deck. Okay. And uh, the winners of that were Kyle and Steven, who faced off, and then Steven. Uh, uh, Eventually was vic uh, victorious. Uh, Kyle was playing the Vainglory deck. Right, made right, it into right, the right, final right, four. right. And I was watching the final match, and that is a great interaction with Vainglory. And um, Kyle played extremely well. They're both great players. They both had previously won store championships. Um, yep. yep. So, uh, but, man, Steven did not have any luck with the Vainglory. Every time he triggered that Vainglory. Kyle, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyle did not have any luck with the Vainglory because every time he triggered that, he just dumped one, a small unit into. I think he might have gotten two Cultist tokens in play, and that was, I believe, from a Promise of Glory oh, and geez. not the Vainglories. And yeah, had, I mean, he had three Vainglories out that deck. That, that, he had that, three of them. He had all three. He said, "I have to live the dream," and he played the third one out. <laughs> so he's he's exhausting each one of these to look at the oh. top card, right? And but can can you do that? In, can you do that to, to the, just like that? Yeah, well it's, well, it's an action to do that. So, um, you so you exhaust the Throne of Vainglory. You reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a unit that is three cost or higher, you trash it. I'm sorry, you put it in the graveyard and you put Cultist tokens in play. Otherwise, you just put the unit. Otherwise, you just put the card in the graveyard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, every time he hit that, uh, he he turned it over and Splinter Path Acolyte was the one that went in or Chaos Fanatics. Ugh. So all those other it has cult to be three or greater, right? Three or yeah. greater. Oh, and then, you, of course, you use the cultist tokens to sack, sack the cultist tokens to bring out a soul grinder for two. Right. Yeah, that's right. scary stuff. Okay. Right. You know, so it's it's a it's a de it's a fun looking deck, and it's a deck I've I've I'm, I've built, but I haven't played yet. Uh, but yeah, he just he just did not not. Uh, all the luck went <coughs> against him. Huh? Yeah. Anything Jeez. he anything he he had he had to, he had to pay full resources to bring any. Bring anything out to challenge, uh, challenge Steven and Strachan. Sure. All right. Cool. <laughs> um. All right. So let's. So how to beat Strachan, right? So we've talked about this a little bit, right? Um. He had. There's huge damage prevention and damage reassignment mm -hmm. in Strachan stuff. His his command his signature units are Strachan's command squad. Two cost, two two, one command icon. It's a soldier. It's a Katakan soldier. Katakan, Katakan. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna go to Katakan. 
Uh, when this unit leaves play, put a Guardsman token into play at the same planet, right? So that's his signature squad. So there's four of those in there. Uh, we've already mentioned Glorious Intervention. Um, Strachan's Cunning, which is his shield attachment, three shields, one attachment attached to an army unit, gets plus one attack. When attached unit leaves play, draw three cards as the interrupt. Um, and then Omega Zero Command, which is maybe the game breaker, right? So after you win a command struggle, put a Guardsman token into play at that planet. So if you get that one early, oh, yeah. that seems like such a big advantage. Because now, now with each Void Pirate you have collecting a resource and two cards, there pops a Guardsman. You know, so the Void Pirate is taking a Guardsman unit over to, <laughs> over to that planet. And all of a sudden you have, you, you could, well, I don't know that I've ever hit the 10. But I think I still maintain that Zogward is the only one that where you can all uh, maybe hit the the limit of ten token units in play at one time, um, and then all of them go away. Yeah, and then all of them go away, right? <laughs> but Omega Zero Command has gotten me close. I've had you know five, six, seven guardsmen into play. So that's a again we've and we've mentioned this right. Those signatures, these signature supports are so huge. Chimera Den for Kith, um, Ragnar's War Camp. Well, I'm still. I think that may might be one of the weaker sides. Um, for what did it? What it for, but, but yeah, but for what it does, it's a yeah. Because huge. Ragnar yeah. And, and the space walls. I mean, I mean, if you're you're, you're playing Ragnar, I I almost think your your main focus is Warlord assassination. Yeah. If you happen to win yeah. by planets, oh wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you use the threat of war, uh, of assassination to win by planets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, th so that's why I think that's why when you're playing Ragnar, and we're going all over the place. Sorry, folks, yeah. for those who are looking for <laughs> pointed, <laughs> focused conversation, this is not the podcast. <laughs> this is this episode is not for you. But Ragnar, it, he goes for the bloody right, right, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you play off that yeah. to make sure that you win, then you, you win by you planets. Win. Yeah. Then you win you by smack planets. In the face, then you go in by planets. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I think with, with... But how to beat Strachan? So I, I think with Strachan is definitely one of those combat war, combat heavy warlords that you are wanting to... First of all, if you can uh, choke them from cards because the, the units that they do get out most likely are usually only going to be one twos, two twos, right? Iron Guard recruits, Strachan's command squad. Um... Early, I should say, that they're going to get out early. Yeah. Um, maybe the Steel Legion Chimera at three. Um, so if you can keep keep them down on the... I'm, and I'm going to say keep them down on the cards because you don't want him drawn into the suppressive fires, drawing into the, the preemptive barrages, drawing into the glorious intervention, drawing into all that stuff, drawing into the Rock Creek bunkers. Yeah. If I can play on that, I think what I'm hearing there is... Um, yeah. Excuse me. Imperial Guard, sorry, Astra Militarum. He has lots of small units. Whatever. They're cheap to play, so you don't care about him getting money. Him having tons ton of cash is not going to sway the game a whole lot because he's not paying a great deal for his units. Right, exactly. But like you say, he needs to draw them. And a lot of his tricks are either small, sacrificial units in how tough they are, or are literally sacrificial things. Suppressive fire, um, preemptive barrage, cards that come in and go away. Yeah. So if you keep his hand down specifically, yeah, I can totally buy that. You you, you worry, about, worry about taking his cards off him and keep him down and hope 90% of the time you'll have units that you're getting out that are bigger and stronger and should be lasting longer yep. so attrition, attrition, attrition him down by choking out the units yeah right whereas like in a, as, as opposed to say trying to beat Zarathur mm -hmm. or trying to beat Kugoth or Zarathur in particular 
Zarathur needs resources. Yes, right. Exactly. He, so. You need big. The you know chaos needs big resources, and he has the Zinch's firestorm, and maybe this applies to to Kugoth too. But whereas in chaos, uh, you want to keep them resource light, mm -hmm. right? So you're looking at those planets, keeping them resource light. Uh, with these guys, you're looking at keeping them card light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind, of, kind, of the, kind of the same the same strategy against Cato because Cato's going to get the resources, right? If, yeah, yeah, his yeah. special yep. ability, yep, mm -hmm. yep. And everything like that with uh, with the Imperial Guard. Everything is is so cheap to play that it doesn't matter if you're keeping them resource light because if I'm getting if I'm when I was playing Strachan, uh my my. All my command focus was focused on drawing massive amounts of cards. Yeah, you know, I played. I played the. Uh, I didn't play uh, Rogue Trader. I played a Void Pirate because Void Pirate gave me the mm -hmm. extra card. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I mean, I, I wanted, I wanted to draw into all, especially only playing one core set. I wanted to draw into everything that I, that I could to have my tricks out. Right, mm -hmm. right. Now, since since the last podcast, we have happened upon. I have happened upon the third, my third corset, and John has happened upon his second corset. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm not far away from my third one. Either. And Carl is I'm on too. So, it, so, so we did manage to to get our hands on some uh, previously uh, loved cor uh, cards that are previously used cards, where the player was just like, "I'm just not going to play this," and there weren't too many people around his area, so so he sold them to us. Um, so we have. So I'm fully. I'm fully armed, you know. I've got a full, full mm -hmm. laser pistol, whatever. <laughs> right? You've got that. You got backup. Yeah. Yeah. It, I gotta so. admit, draw, playing playing the um, in the tournament, drawing into my second warp storm, I was so thrilled <laughs> <laughs> that I drew a second warp storm Holy that I actually I, I, I had a misplay. It cost me the game. You, 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 <laughs> so. you immediately played it. By just, like, this is awesome. I, 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 I immediately played it and realized <laughs> that I. I, I didn't while I planet wiped a lot of units, the most of the units I planet wiped were my own. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so. that kinda sucks. I was like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I have a second one, the I cultists, can play it. The the, 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 cult, the cultists on the planet are going like, what are they doing up there? And yeah. the boss is getting a little enthusiastic again. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's well I mean and there's a there's I mean you, you just experienced it. There's a big difference between in deck building between one and two corsets, it's that's the biggest difference. The bigger there's not, and we've talked about this before. There's not a biggest difference between two and three. It just fills out those little spots. Um, but there is the deck building wise flexibility, yeah. flexibility in deck building. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, th I think the, de the deck building one for me there is definitely going to be once I hit the third one, it's going to be that game of I don't have to worry about this weird little unit I've tried to use because he was the third of a set of things trying to do a certain job. If you know what I mean. So like yeah. I can take the less optimal one away, and I've, I know I've got, I've just got three of my <clears throat> Vior the Marksman rather than trying to mm. fill the gap of a rattling or whatever in my right. you know right. in, in, a, in a marine deck things like that you know whatever. And I've actually found that now that I have the third one, oh, I'm not. I put three in. I put three in. Put three in. Put three in. And I, I end up first pass of the deck. I have sixty two cards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you're yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, no okay. Maybe problems. I don't need three of each of these. Yeah, so, yeah, so you've got you've gone from struggling, going, I only have forty seven cards now. Yeah, what exactly. what cards? That's what I've always been. Yeah. Now I've got to take twelve cards away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. What, what, people ask me why 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 is such and such a unit in your deck? Because I got to forty six <laughs> and went. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck. Yeah. yeah. So um, okay. So so we're gonna. So you wanna you wanna you wanna limit the Astro Militarum 
Card-wise. Card-wise. And I think that probably might even hold for the new Warlord TC. TC. You know, Torquemada coming out. It sounds like it with the um, with the uh, multiple multiple guardsmen trick. Yeah, and, <coughs> and, him, and him being able to sacrifice. If he's going to be able to sacrifice a non-token unit, you want them... You know, to have to have to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and he's the first eight eight. Yes. Right. I mean, he's the first eight resource, eight cards. I mean, we're talking about he could play four. Like, it's typically, you have to have some cheap units to be able to play four out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're starting seven seven, you need a couple ones and. Uh, a couple twos and no threes, mm-hmm. right? So, or maybe you can have a three, or you, or two, you don't one, play one. the three, right? Mm-hmm. Or you don't play the three, but yeah, right? To, to play, yeah. But you have to have some inexpensive units. But with eight and eight cards, I mean, you could play six units if they're cheap, right? You have two twos and ones or zeros, like the Mystic Warden. I, I, okay, maybe, but yeah, this is awesome. Like I, I really started thinking about his sacrificing thing. So I, I would like to talk about that this podcast. We didn't. We t- we did say we would talk about Cortez a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> didn't you mention his name a couple times in the intro? <laughs> Trying to get it correct. Yes. <laughs> I kept wanting to call him. I kept wanting to call him Cotez, but it's not. You know, it, like like the whole. Uh, some of those performing uh, musicians like Hosier or Cotier, it's like no, it's Cotez. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I'm, that's what we think, I'm right? Think. I'm from from. I, I have a I have a fairly multilingual um, wife, and I'm ninety percent sure that when I've gone for that E A E A Z sound before, I've mm-hmm. been told it's Ez or Ez, ez close to. Close that, may, that makes sense. There's definitely no R, so it's not Cortez. Uh, but and I'm pretty sure from uh, my American history classes, uh, remembering. The Spanish Inquisition, remembering the uh, Spaniards coming to Central America and South America, that it's Torquemada. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take that. No, no, no. I'm happy with that one. Yeah, I'm totally happy with that one. So, so, um, so what? So you're choking him of cards, right? Resources. He can have resources. Strachan can have resources, but you're choking him with cards. Um, and uh, you know, if you if you project that out, I think that solves a lot of the issues. It right? does. Right. It does. And and we were talking on the way over here. Uh, if you have a Strachan heavy meta, putting that, having medium size units, right, helps. If you're a if you have a couple of big baddies, hmm. you know we've talked about suppressive fire. We've talked about range, the suppressive fire and um, preemptive barrage. Those and those are those are three purrs you can or three purrs in the core, uh, you can get that third. So, but those suppressive fires are valuable, and you can tap people out. Marcus, um, Captain Marcus, Captain yeah. Marcus, Captain mm-hmm. who is an Astra Militarum Imperial Guard unit, um, and he can he's a three cost, two cost. He's three cost. The only if you think I'm thinking of almost all of the three. Okay. Yeah, he's a three cost. I believe he's a signature guy. Yeah, two threes. uh, Definitely signature. He's unique. Not signature, but uh, unique loyal. loyal. Unique loyal. So he's a soldier officer, Vostroya. He's a three uh, three cost, two command icon, two three. Sacrifice uh, an IG unit at this planet to uh, exhaust the target non warlord unit at the planet. So obviously he is huge with guardsmen. Mm -hmm. You're like a little guard with him and a guardsman. You can hold off. And you can do this repeatedly, or one, limit once per phase. Sorry, so you can do it once per phase. Yeah, still. And John, you did this to me uh, when he had there was him and a him and a guardsman 
during a deploy phase and you did this to me to tap out my three command icon guy who would just then that then I'm gimped on that command sure right. mm-hmm. and you did that and and that was a and that was limit once per phase so you did it then and then you did it again during combat and mm-hmm. I was like wow that sucks the one other bit I would mention with Strachan and Co here which has hit me recently um, light AOE or those little AOE ones you can find around is certainly a good one because he's going to be dropping so much one, one of the way, if you can't counter the cards, at least you can counter those relatively small units of which right. are going to be plenty. Yeah. Just poking yeah. Over, overwhelm, overwhelm the uh, the uh, damage prevention because the rock creek bunkers you have to exhaust it when you. Mm-hmm. So you can't mm-hmm. just like move forward damage over. You have it's only yeah. it's only for one damage you're only preventing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you think about um, Strachan's command bit. You know he brings him in. You a you aoe him down. Say, well, normal circumstance, you kill him. A guardsman comes in. At least if you're AOEing down, you're also weakening anything else. So the right. guardsman advantage is much more reduced when it turns up to an empty planet. You know, and and I, you know I think the uh, so it, yeah if you if you can overwhelm with uh, uh, area effect or in stra- the other than glorious intervention, um, there is not anything that is going to do a, prevent a big attack. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be able to hit something for five or six. You know, if you're going to hit Strachan for five but or six, you're going to say that's the point. Yeah, that's, <coughs> you I mean, know, you're saying yeah, you're going to be hitting the wall with that. There's not yeah, much he, he's, there's only two cards in that deck that's going to save you with glorious intervention. I don't because it, you can't have uh, Iron Halo in there. I don't. Uh, you can't have Indomitable won't affect it because oh, that only affects Space Marines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's no big uh, damage prevention card in Astromilitarium with the exception of glorious intervention. And there has to be another unit there. It has to be somebody else that throws himself in the way, basically. Right. So from that logic there, um, one of the things for Strachan then is Warlord Assassination. Keep it in mind. If you can if you yeah. can get a nice big strong hit on, on Strachan to bloody him out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. most and, and and as the card pool grows, uh his cause his ability, and I don't know if we mentioned this specifically for those newer listeners, each other soldier or warrior uh, unit you control at the planet with Strachan gets plus one attack. And as the pool grows the soldiers and warriors are just begun to become more numerous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of warriors in the in the orc ally. There's mm-hmm. a lot of soldiers in the space marines ally. And obviously there's a lot of soldiers and warriors in the in the Astra Militarum itself. So you can, you know, I, I that's what I looked at when I was building my mm-hmm. strack. It's like, okay, where are my soldiers and warriors? Because that plus one attack, if I can spread that out and kind of mask where I'm going with um, with Strachan, that makes me for the more powerful. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind as you're playing in Strachan, right? Where are the soldiers? Where are the warriors? Who's going to get that bonus? Who's not? Um, yeah, because there, there are actually a lot of astronaut units that are not that don't qualify as soldier warrior. Um, the Rattling Deadeye is a scout. Mm-hmm. Bad uh, human. Yep. Uh, yeah. So so uh, the the sanctioned psyker yep. is not one. The yep. Mystic Warden is not one. Correct. And so glorious intervention again, uh, which is a great card, but that I believe it has to be a soldier or, yep. or, or yep. a warrior. It does. Yep. So if you if you can catch Strachan at a planet where he doesn't have a soldier or warrior ally, uh, I'm sorry, a soldier or warrior army unit there with him, you know he's not going to be able to glorious intervention the rogue pirate out in front of him. Yeah. To yeah, save yeah. him. I suppose the other one. Then going back on <coughs> excuse me, going back on the idea that he doesn't have. Ways to prevent single big attacks is single big attack the soldiers or warriors, I guess. 
If there's one, if there's only one of them hanging around, might take advantage. Right now, now if you do, if you do have that, because because one of the units we haven't talked about is the Elysium um, Assault. Yes, right, like which that. is the two cost, two one, one command icon, but. As a reaction, you can put him into play when a soldier or warrior you control leaves Leap. play. Mm -hmm. Boom! You, yeah. So that assault team drops in, and that's and I that's one of my favorites because between the function of the card and the art on the card, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's this guy <laughs> coming in, obviously jumping from a from a you know low orbit distance. The um, Elysians, uh, a helo are, drop. The right? Elysians are entirely a mobile um, force. That's their deal. They're yeah, um, yeah. basically they're the SAS. They're an airdrop thingy. So they come from a planet where they've um, they've uh, the remember correctly. I think the the ground cover is 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 hugely polluted. So they live. They basically live up on the spires of mountains. I think they left. <laughs> they've, they've they've petrochemical polluted the planet so much that the bottom is bottom of it is toxic and dangerous. Right. It was it was in, it, hopefully it, now we're it in was, the Earth. I don't know if, it, if that particular planet was featured in the Gaunt's Ghost one, but they had Elysium characters in the Gaunt's yeah, Ghost. Yeah, because they, they were training them for the Ghost. I might begin remember that. Except, yeah. Where they're yeah, drop plotting. No, 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 uh -huh. They're dropping in. Yeah, big pardon. The, the Elysians turned up in that. I don't think that was their planet. I'll, I'll modify that a bit. But right. I know that those guys. That basically their focus is is like say Halo drop. That yep. Everything yep. is airdrop. So yep. it's part of the yeah uh, navy naval air force. I think yeah. Is what they're well, they're, 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 they're definitely they're an imperial guard force. The right. marines is a good comparison. I would say they're the, they're, the, they're close to they're closer to to air marines that are not navy. They are military, but they're like seals. You mean the elite? Well, again, elite not, commando not, units. Yeah, but not not linked to the navy is the point. They're oh, still okay. their own military. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the imperium is very clear on this one on what what's naval and what's not because the navy have that old um, thing of like we deal we deal with the space stuff and you guys are everything else <laughs> kind oh, of right. kind okay. of kind of thing going on. So yeah, you know, it's it's British navy yeah separation. yeah. So the art on the Elysium assault team is just. Yeah. Stupid cool, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, they're flying through flak. That's awesome. Yeah, they're flying. They, they're the, being the shot at. The explosions, the airbursts around them. Yeah. yeah. So um, okay, so yeah, there's there. So there are certain triggers. Like if a com if you kill a Strakens command squad, uh, you're obviously triggering a guardsman unit, but you might also be triggering an Elysium assault team. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that says that. Three of them can't come into play at once, right? Yep. You can just right. go bam, bam, bam. As long as you each got one has its own yeah. interrupt. Yeah, you, 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 have, you have to pay for them. Yeah. No, not these. You don't yeah. have to pay oh, for these. Well, you can just drop into play. Yeah. So that rewinds back onto the card choke. Keep those cards back and tricks like this are less likely to happen. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Card choke is, I, I think your bang on is definitely the way to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Um, uh, all right. So we're talking about card choke. We're talking about. Maybe hit hitting big on the warlord, going a little warlord hunting on on Strachan, which can be tough. Well, it's actually not because Strachan is one where he needs to be at the planet to have any effect. Like Ragnar, like Zarathur. Zarathur needs to be at the planet for him to be effective, right? Mm -hmm. um, Alderoth Starbane. He went to the planet. He was effective. He can leave, mm -hmm. right? And he's so a two six, so he's. Uh, and he's a, yeah, and he's a two six. So, but he needs to be there. So you want to hit him when you can. Well, well what I'm saying is, you know, it's he's, fairly it'll be fairly easy to bleed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not one of the like one sevens who are sometimes can be a little harder to kill. Get that extra point of damage out. Right, right. right. You can compare him to Wong Chi, Basically, he's going where the fight is because you need you need that benefit. Right, right. And now he's a little bit harder to hunt than Wong Chi because Wong Chi leaves as, as he's attacked. Right, but yeah. 
Uh, well, he's easier, in fact. He's easier to get to than the mm. non-sheet. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. this is the Imperial Guard style. I'm going to keep using it. This is the <laughs> Imperial Guard style. They set up at a place, sit there, and be fairly static, just hard to remove. You know, they yeah. just, they camp down yeah. and, and dig in. So, yeah, that's yeah. the feel you're going to get. Is he's, and like you say as well, as you're killing units, you're getting the darn things back. You know, yeah. You're getting guardsmen. They just keep coming. Yeah. It's a sausage. <laughs> sausage sausage uh, making process, right? Or a grinder, sausage grinder. That's what I was looking for. All right, so uh, a piece of news that we have is that we were recently, and we didn't mention this in opening, uh, is that we're now being sponsored by Rocky Mountain PC. Um, it's, a, it's a local uh, small shop uh, computer store that's a couple doors down from where I smoke my cigars, and sometimes I play some of you on Octagon from that very perch. Um, but I, I bought my computer. I bought a computer from him. Bought a laptop from him, and and he's a good guy. He smokes stogies with me, and um, he approached. He knows that we're doing this podcast, and he approached me about maybe sponsoring. So he's sponsored us in part for this, and um, he's a good guy. Rocky Mountain PC. If you if you're in the area, if you can go to his website and visit his website there. We'll have his um, info in our posts. Yeah, we'll sure. have we'll have the info up on our on our pages and stuff like that. But thank you to Brian for sponsoring us. We, we really appreciate it. You're listening to this podcast because I have a computer that I can use to edit that, and that's what I use his, the computer that I bought from him for. <laughs> so uh, I develop all, I do the software and all that stuff on that uh, computer. It was a really good deal, actually. I, I'll go in, I would go into it, but there's a lot of nerd and computer stuff in there, and I know we're that's all a different kind podcast. of geeky. That's a different kind of geekiness, right? So, um, but thank you for to Brian and Rocky Mountain PC for sponsoring us. That's that's awesome. Torquemada Cortez. We we just I just we just opened up some of the spoilers. I didn't I, I have to say i they've kind of passed out of my mind already. I remember the I, I've given the warlord some thought, and as we mentioned before, like, you know, he sacrifices he's a zero eight, but you may sacrifice a unit to give him plus three attack. For limit once per attack. Right? So is it, can you sacrifice any unit, or is that sacrifice the any unit? Okay, sacrifice any unit. Now his signature squad is, uh, I believe it's a one three. They're henchmen, um, and if you sacrifice them, you ready him. Okay, so they're they do double duty. So he's let's say he's he's attacked or he's exhausted for to do some faction. Then you sacrifice them. Of course, they don't need to be exhausted or ready to do this. So they, you sack them to give him plus three, and you ready him. So then all of a sudden, if you got a few henchmen in play, he can attack multiple times in one combat turn, right? <laughs> and that would be pretty cool. Now, they're a bit on the expensive side for that. They're a one, three. I think they're two cost. So um, you can do that. His signature support is... The black ship, some kind of black ship. I forget the uh, name. Yeah, but will, we mentioned will, that earlier. We'll chat about that in a second. Go on. <laughs> that that black ship is one where you, when a non-token unit, when you sacrifice a non-token unit, you may exhaust that support to put into play two guardsmen tokens. Yeah. Right. So oh, this just works so well. Like it's not like orcs are an ally for. AM for Imperial Guard, right? And so you Snotling attack. Here's Snotlings! Flump! Here's, here's four Snotlings out there for two, and now you've got all the sacrificing you want 
Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't activate the support, but it activates Dergamata, who's all of a sudden hitting for three! Yeah, right? Okay. Well, not just that, hitting for three multiple times in the same darn combat round. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the, game, the game here, like you say, becomes drown out Snotlings, get him to the end of the turn, get, get him to the end of the round ready to attack, and then it's bang, dead, bang, dead. Right, bang, well, you dead. need henchmen to ready <laughs> yeah. him. You yeah. need the henchman to ready him, right? He doesn't automatically ready, but still, if he gets the last shot in and yeah. the first shot in, yeah. that's six damage on a warlord, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Boom! That's crazy. Not, that's not even bringing anything like Catechan Outpost in. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, it's, you know, it's insane. So you don't like, even have to sacrifice anything. You give him plus two. Mystic Wardens. Yeah. Sacrifice this unit to bomb. Oh, so, so that, that Mystic Wardens trigger that support. So you, you're at the planet. The combat is over. Mystic Warden gets sacked. You tap it and put two guardsmen into play. Yep. You know, it, now Mystic Warden want, needs to be the planet. So you, so I've had opponents smartly retreat with. They, like they're going to win. They know they're going to win, right? But they retreat with the Mystic Warden. They mm-hmm. don't retreat with anybody else. So the Mystic Warden isn't in play, isn't at a planet at the end of combat. Mm-hmm. So he sticks around. But now you've got an incentive to actually leave the Mystic Warden there. Or uh, you don't lose so much when the Mystic Warden goes away because you have that support out. Um, he's got that eagle. I just saw a proper the squad, That right? thing is fantastic. Yeah, that is a wonderful little trick. And particularly giving, just giving him the plus one attack period and then turning into a unit when necessary and then returning when necessary to right. him is fabulous. Right, and then yeah. I, I can't remember what... So he, it's, it's he's, a, he's, an, he's an interesting warlord. I like, I like where they're going with this. They're, they're, uh, the designers are flexing their muscles in terms of uh, all these answers uh, or different styles of play. I'm excited. Like the whole eight eight thing is going to be something to experiment with, right? Whereas everybody else has been seven seven. Eight eight is a big like. Is that additional resource? Is that additional card at the beginning? How big a deal is that going to be? Both of them is a big deal. I, I was less concerned with um, uh, Urian Rakov coming up, the uh, the homunculus because he's he got the extra card, right? He's eight he's eight seven. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But I mean, I, I saw that and thought, hey, that's pretty good. But eight eight, the extra card and the money to pay for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 an interesting mm-hmm. one right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially you know we said Astro Militarum, they've got low cost units. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be in a space. Like you said, four out of hand, a very good place to be four out of hand and have some and have shields. I mean, that's the one. More shield cards right. early on, just just that one more one better chance of getting that. It's, it's you could cons- you could conceivably win command at all five planets. I think with him. Yeah, certainly by certainly by turn two, certainly by turn two. No, yeah. no reason. You know, being able to yeah. put, being able to put out five. I mean, being able to put out five five units, and then and then if your warlord goes and cancels out his warlord, mm-hmm. boy, can you imagine it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'll draw. Yeah, and there's well. a so there's a heck of a sinking feeling when you had planned to win. You were counting on winning a, a or a planet or two. And all of a sudden, you pass, and they go drop, drop, drop. And maybe they're not winning it, but you're not winning it either. So it's a push, right? Yeah. Oh. And that's a, but and they win, and and your opponent wins two planets, and you don't win any. But it's all of a sudden you're like, I got nothing. Like that's a real, on turn one, that can really hamper yeah. you. And you were mentioning, you know, you you get his wall, you get your wall to the same place as him. 
where he's probably put a small unit, which might be a henchman, and that's that's feeling a little dangerous <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Actually, yeah, high. Yeah, and then you then you <laughs> then you, you know you played in Torquemada's in Torquemada's wheelhouse. Yeah, all of a sudden, it's like, so. oh, great, we're gonna have we're gonna have a little bit of combat here, and yeah, I'm not bloodying your warlord at this planet. Yeah. yeah, but now right. you're gonna have to come to the next planet, and you've got maybe two, three, four, maybe four damage. Yeah, come yeah. yeah. Oh, great. I'm gonna throw down a little bit here as well. I'd looked at this guy briefly. Um, Togemaru is one of those ones in the setting in the lore where we know him very well indeed. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good transition to the yeah. lore t- conversation. He's an Ordo, Ordo Malleus Inquisitor. There are different uh, Ordos of the Inqu- Inquisition that deal with different problems. He's a demon hunter. <laughs> so he doesn't deal with people who are traitors. He doesn't deal with aliens. He doesn't deal with mutants. He deals with stuff from the warp. So you can imagine exactly how nice a guy this is. Um, you may have noticed that he appears to be played up like a space marine. That's because he is. This, again, this oh, is not okay. the kind of Inquisitor who right. goes around asking nicely. This is the kind of Inquisitor who goes, is there a demon on the planet? Burn it. All of it. Now. Which leads around to his abilities. The reason he's sacrificing things is he doesn't care. That's what he does. He will happily get rid of anything he can to get the job done. Big old, big old force power axe. Um, we're, we're talking about the old fire and brimstone. It's a hammer, isn't it? Yeah, a, a hammer. Sorry, yeah, okay, hammer. okay. Yeah, you're quite right. I said axe. I yeah. themed the whole episode on yeah. a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> big old, big old power, big old power force hammer. The eagle is a classic one because that's that's a living symbol of the Imperium. The Imperium is a two-headed mm-hmm. eagle, so he has a living version flying around. These are all well-known things from the setting. Um, yeah, the, a hard case of hard cases, well and truly. Cool. So, yeah. And the really fun part in his abilities and tricks, you mentioned the Mystic Warden, you mentioned the Black Ships. One of the things that Ordo Malleus deals with is humans' propensity to produce um, dangerous psychers. Humanity is one of the worst races in the setting for random, uncontrollable psychers. The warp gets into the human race very easily. That's why Chaos likes us, basically. Chaos likes turning us, why the Traitor Legion's turned. Oh, okay. All the, right. bla- the Black Ships are one of the fixes. Um, the black ships turn up when the Inqu- Inquisition has found a large amount of, or any amount of, unregulated psychers that it thinks are not, not shouldn't just be killed off, but should be pulled onto these ships and taken off to be trained. The vast majority yet turns into a huge choir, which um, essentially sustains the Emperor. Oh, okay. The Emperor lives because psychers are sacrificed to him. The ships ship these off. A tiny amount will get turned into actual usable proper psychers. Right, the Mystic right. Wardens are one of the ones there. Oh. But then again, look at the Warden. The Warden's kind of deal is, hi, I'm, I'm a regulated human psyker in that I'm powerful, completely uncontrollable, and I'm not going to live very long. Okay. And that's, that okay. is humanity's viewpoint okay. on psychers. They're too dangerous. Well, yeah, and, and I, just, I just vision, finished the second Eisenhorn book, uh, mm. Malleus. So th- mm-hmm. there was a lot of psyker stuff in there, and, mm-hmm. um, so that was that was fun. Well, you would have seen you've gone, gone through the Gaunt's Ghosts. Um, yeah, uh, Sorin, the sergeant. Sor- Sor- Sorin or Sorik? Sorik, the sergeant. Sorik, Sor- Egan Sorik. Yeah, he he um, he, yeah. he he um, he develops psychic abilities, disappears off, and then reappears back. That whole um, queue, the whole um, uh, what's the word I'm after? Caravan of, of various psychers and the guards. Mm-hmm. Those are in, in, in inquisitorial black guards. Right, right, they're right, doing right, what right, they right, do. right, right, right. Yeah, you see him go off right. onto the black ship. That is that is Cotez's well, deal. That's and what and, he does. and the, yeah, and, and reading Eisenhorn, you get you get opened up to the larger universe. Like we we you know we've talked about Khan's Ghost before and how we've read that and we've touched on some of these things. But in Eisenhorn, there's the Death Watch chapter, and the, you hear about the Space Marines attached to these various chapters. Two chapters of the of two Ordos, right? Of the, the uh, two major, two major chapters: the Grey Knights and the Death Watch. Grey right, Knights, right. Ordo Malleus's right, um, right, right. Mili- milita- military arm. And Death Watch is, is the um, Ordo Xenos, Xenos specifically. Okay. Yeah, and it's great. So, yeah. so you hear about those the Grey Wolves, the Grey Knights, which are coming, I believe, in the card game, 
and um, Death Watch, which are already here, and they're coming, and there's some more coming, right? Yeah. So those are th that's really cool. Um, for for those of you who are interested in such things, I would really recommend, uh, you know, Cons Ghost, Eisenhorn. Um, we've talked about Caiaphas Kane. I put Caiaphas Kane uh, on the put it down so that I could pick up Eisenhorn. Um, <laughs> so uh, haven't read Kane yet, but I really liked. The fact that uh, Gaunt's Ghost and Eisenhorn were written by Abnett, and he's able to give two different, completely, I don't want to say opposing viewpoints, but I, the Gaunt, you read Gaunt and you see these characters, you see Gaunt, and then you read Eisenhorn, you don't, sometimes with authors, sometimes you see uh, certain characteristics of, of things, of of, a, of the hero bleed over into no matter who they're writing yeah, about. I get what you're saying. They yeah. got, they've kind of got the same... Moral fiber or the same same outlook right, and right, everything. Right. Like that. And he, it, Eisenhorn and Gaunt are completely different, it, it, with the exception, of course, that they absolutely love and do anything for the Empire. Right. You know, and the, but the setting also, uh, you know, Gaunt is on the front lines. He's in the battles. You see giant, uh, massive army attacks, and then Eisenhorn is in the Imperium. Maybe on some of the fringe worlds, but there's not these big, huge, active battles that are going on. So right, and, and so, so yeah, and, and the the second book in the Eisenhorn one, the Malleus, um, he's there's there's this all this um, setup and and explanation, you know, detective work, and then the battle that takes place, that's the preeminent climactic battle, takes place over about five pages, mm -hmm. whereas if it was a Gaunt's Ghost. That it would take place over forty, <laughs> you know. So, so there's a big difference there, and it's but it's it's really well done. I I like both both of them. One of the things you brought up and you kind of touched on that. I was I was just about to mention. It makes me is an interesting thought. You talk about the whole idea about authors covering the same characters bleeding over. I think there's something very interesting to say about Eisenhorn and Gaunt that the two of them would not see eye to eye at all. They seem the same. They're fairly moderate within their areas. Eisenhorn is quite a moderate oh, yeah. inquisitor. I refer you back to talking about the Cotes. You know, you remember working in the same profession. Gaunt is the most moderate commissar that's ever lived. But the two of them would definitely go, no, we can't. We can't agree on these. Well, things. right, and, yeah. and, and Eisenhorn. If I got my dates correct, Eisenhorn's story take place. 40, 50, 60, well, the first one takes place hundreds of years before Gaunt, right? Because there's a hundred years between the first book and the second book. And then, and then, um, and then the second book ends at 344, 345, but Gaunt starts taking place at 360, in the 360s. Yes, because... So there's um, a couple decades between the first Gaunt's Ghost timeline starting and and at least the second Eisenhorn one. Yeah, because Gaunt mentions reading Ravenna's work. Ravenna is one of Eisenhorn's... Uh, right, right. Uh, Protégés. Protégés, yeah. yeah. Yes, he mentions the, the, the spheres of longing. Yeah, so you're quite right. Yeah, and so what happens, I think, in, in real time, if we were to look at the publication dates, we'd see Ravenor come out right about the same... or just before Ravenor starts getting mentioned in the God's Ghost stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because now Abnett has created Ravenor, and he's created this this language and these writings and so on and so forth. So... Again, if you're not into the theme of this game, the universe, uh, I think you're missing out. Do yourself some, do yourself some uh, favors and and re pick up some of these books. If you, if you know, try them. If you don't like them, put them down. But yeah. but by all <laughs> means, I, I think I think you'll enjoy them, especially if the, you enjoy the, the game. width and depth that there is uh, that I've discovered, and I know that there's so much more to go. I mean, you can you can decide how much of a fanatic you can be, you want to become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
All right, so we'll be going to the Conclave of Gamers uh, in a couple weeks on April 16th through the, thir- through the 19th in Denver where we will be holding a Conquest lead. We, we got confirmation that the, the, the league kit arrived, the tournament kit, league kit, whatever you want to call it. So we'll be having uh, league play during the con. So uh, if you're in the area, come, come on, join us. If you're not, the, the con is being held at uh, a convention center very close to the airport. So if you can get a cheap, cheap, cheap plane flight into Denver and you love playing all kinds of games, it's, it's no better place to come. Uh, we'll be also be holding a Conquest League at Total Escape Games uh, beginning next week, the second Wednesday in April. And we're going to be running it the second Wednesday, uh, April, May, June, and July. So to try to, to uh, grow our community. Um, and then we'll also, of course, as we've mentioned, being at Gen Con. Thanks to Team Covenant for hosting this Warcast and the Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxisSextaWarcast at gmail.com. That's TraxisSextaWarcast at gmail.com. Via our Facebook page or Twitter at TraxisSextaWC. Or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. And I don't think... Torquemada? Torquemada Cortez? Yeah. Cotillas. Yeah, there's no R in there. Cotillas. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it. I think that is Cortez. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Cortez, just without the R. Cortez. Cortez. Well, today, fast on the heels of those ugly orcs, we have the hammer. Torquemada Cortez. <laughs> yeah. <told> you. <laughs> Torquemada. Torquemada. The other Astra Militarum so, Imperial Guard War. <laughs> I'm going to do this in a bit. Okay. You can put that in, don't worry. <laughs> you ready there? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and just... I'm just going <laughs> to... How many times did you say his name? <laughs> Torquemada. Yeah, that's the thing. I said... I said you just said it right. Just uh, sorry, it's all right. Know, it's all right. It's all right. We, we have we have a we have a. Well, first of all, yeah, we have a um, we have a um, artic, a um, podcast name which is no one can pronounce the Imperial Inquisition. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I love it. No one can pronounce the Imperial Inquisition. Okay. okay. Fast on the heels of those ugly orcs, we have the hammer, Torquemada Cotez. <laughs> That's still terrible. Cotez. Because <laughs> we're, we're all sat there going, he's gonna, he's okay. gonna, he's gonna. You said it right. Okay, I know, ahead. but I know, but it was like, it was like, it just stumbled so badly. <laughs> That's the point. You could, we, we all heard. Tor- you, Tor- and then you just stopped. We all heard. Yeah. Stop like, and go. Talk about it, Cotez. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it.